Good evening, friends. Welcome back to our TNT podcast. I'm Brianna. And I'm Nate. And it has been a little break for us, and we are excited to be back on the mic. So we, um, we've had a couple life changes. Uh, we've moved in together into a new location. Um, so that's taken up a little bit of our time. Um, a lot of bit of time. Um, a lot of it? <laughs> we're very apologetic. We should have been on the, online and doing a podcast sooner than this, but we've been busy. We had a few things happen. We went to places. And so we just now got to it, got the equipment out, and set up. Yes. We also did a little bit of traveling in October. We went to Napa Valley, which we're going to talk about. Um, we also left episode six leading into episode seven that we would have a guest speaker and, um, that guest speaker will be on hopefully in December to talk Mm -hmm. about overcoming obstacles. And he's a great man of faith and has, um, suffered a traumatic, I would say physical injury many, many years ago has also overcome alcoholism. Um, so he'll be on again, hopefully in December. Yeah. And, and he'll be a very good one for all the ones that, you know, very lonely during the season, hard times during the season to bring you back up, hopefully, and bring you positive minded during the holidays. I know some people, it's the, this is the hardest part of the year. So definitely. So um, if those of you are just turning in, tuning in for the first time, um, we are the TNT podcast, the dynamic duo, and TNT is tits and tires, abbreviated. I will be... <laughs> what are you, babe? Half of this duo. <laughs> and what's the half? And you'll be the tires. So, uh, oh, yeah. so she won't say it, but she's tits. Yeah, okay, so... Um, tonight we are going to talk about a little bit about our Napa Valley trip and our winery. So for, again, those of you that are tuning in for the first time, maybe, or second or third time, we drink wine every time that we're on our podcast. So cheers. 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 Um, we also have a guest with us tonight. As you feel, maybe you heard in the background, another clash of glass. Yes. So we have... Alberto Juarez with us, also known as Eddie, and he is a former co-worker of Nate and I. He is here tonight um, to share a little bit about his background and what challenges he's overcome and to spread some positivity in the direction of overcoming adversity. But I think first, let's talk a little bit about our Napa trip. Yes, a little bit. (laughs) So I think the last last episode we had was it was either in late September or early October. I think was it late September? Could have been. And then we left to go to Napa like mid October. So we love wine. We love red wine. And, and so it was a perfect trip. It was. And it came by a little bit of a default that we were out one night celebrating a friend's birthday. We ran into a couple other friends and they were talking to us that they wanted to start their own travel company. It's called Galavita and they were fantastic in every aspect of the planning and everything, communication, all of it. They were just fantastic. So um, we decided, I mean, they said that one of the vacations that they would love to send a few couples on would be Napa and that has been on my living bucket list for like 15 years. And we're like, let's go. Let's go. 
Um, we almost did a podcast from Napa had we had our equipment, but yeah, it was too expensive. It, yeah. So um, we had a couple funny, always, I mean, every time we travel, there's always some funny things. Um, so one of the stories that would that came about from us going there is we had planned this like eight months in advance. And we booked um, a house that was a VRBO, beautiful house, built in 2019, um, 6,000 square feet in the middle of like, um, you know. Was it Santa Santa Rosa? Rosa. Mm -hmm. A beautiful community. And we were so excited to go here, right? So like five days before our trip, um, I get a call from our travel agent. literally five days. Yep, yep. You know, where you can't really book things on a whim. Um, so five days before we're set to leave, we get a call that whoever had rented the house a few days before us had thrown a major party. Um, the house was destroyed. It was unlivable and we were unable to stay there. (laughs) Um, Somebody had a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Razor party, cannabis, 300 to 400 people, uh, even made the news, destroyed the house, unlivable. We couldn't live it, live in it the next four or five days. We're going to be there. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess they had the fun time of their life. <laughs> they did. And we, unfortunately, were at the mercy of having to find somewhere else to stay. So thankfully, Nate um, found and our, us. And our travel agents, you know, well, they helped us quite a bit too. They did. They absolutely did. They were so responsive and quick to help us. So we ended up finding this beautiful place, um, another VRBO home. And it was like in the middle of a vineyard. It was so peaceful and beautiful. I mean, we cooked a lot. Uh, we didn't even go out to eat once. But we bought a lot of groceries. <laughs> one night, um, somebody was cooking on the grill, and Nate thought he was going to go check it out. And he forgot. And I checked it out to the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> so uh, somebody yelled, There's a fire in the grill. So <laughs> I couldn't see it where I was sitting in my wheelchair. I'm always sitting. But I was going, rolling over to the kitchen, to the living room. And normally there's no stairs, but I picked this VRBO with the last one had no stairs. It was like two little stairs. And all of a sudden we just like watched you tumble down and we're like, was it gracefully? No, we're like, it's fine. Uh, I guess it wasn't gracefully, fine. but I forgot there was two stairs. We're like, so I was looking outside and all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I forgot there's two stairs. And I went tumble to the ground. I'm okay, guys. You Don't had worry. Like, I'm okay. You had like a dog's eye view from like the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, that was a little embarrassing, but I'm okay. Yeah. But I'm okay. Yep, you're okay. So we had a great time. Um, we experienced a lot of new wine. And um, so Eddie, our friend that's here tonight that we're going to introduce in a minute, so graciously bought us a bottle of wine. And I think it's called No Middle Road. Is that right? No Middle Road. It's called a, it's a 2020 red blend. Um, from and Spirit. everybody knows that we drink a red wine every time before yeah. our podcast. So I thought, you know what? What a great theme for tonight of No Middle Road. Like, don't settle for the middle. Don't be at the bottom. And don't, don't rest your laurels at the top. She just made that out of nowhere. I don't know where mm, she I'm got so that smart. You're so, <laughs> you're so smart, babe. <laughs> so... What a great but let's, let's start the beginning of what our podcast is all about. Definitely, I th- I think I might have said that. And, and I believe, and I believe Eddie is the, the reason that we brought Eddie to our podcast at the start is 
he is one of those. Yeah. That, that we have the main reasons we have this podcast going. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It, we didn't like set out to schedule him to be here. He called no, us. No, because like, we're, we're always on the whim. He's like, is, is that right? On the whim? Uh, sure. On a whim. On yes, a whim. On yes. a whim. Yeah. So Eddie was like, what are you guys doing tonight? It's Thanksgiving Eve. And we're like, come on over. Come let's on over. bust out the podcast and have some wine and let's go. And she, he surprised us with some pretty good wine. Yes. Middle, middle road. What? No middle ground. Oh, no middle ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So Eddie, we would like to formally introduce you. Um, say hello. Hi. It's my pleasure to be here tonight. Awesome. Okay. And so we all met through uh, working at Lexus dealership. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie and I were in sales. Nate was in finance. We already established that Nate... Yeah, I was the different one. I was in finance. <laughs> Weird. Wheelchair and Weird finance. because I was in a wheelchair. <laughs> I had to be in finance. I couldn't drive no freaking cars. <laughs> so um, my first couple of days at Lexus, Eddie was one of the first people I met. Mm-hmm. We went to a training in Kansas City together, um, drove multiple cars that were competitive against the ES350, which was being launched at the time. And Where was that at? Kansas City? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we met there. We I didn't met, know you guys at the time. I was that's like, okay. We didn't care. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bye. I don't know you. Bye. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, that being said, I mean, one of the first people I met, and then we just, I think the three of us formed a really great friendship amongst other people that not again city i wasn't there no but i'm saying like in the dealership just as far as our mentality our work ethic and do you know what eddie she missed middle initials all the time and <laughs> i've mentioned this in a in beginning podcast i yelled at her i mean did i yell at you there was a lot of things i missed <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only but I helped her. Don't worry, guys. I wasn't a douchebag. The only thing I knew about cars when I started is I drove one, so <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> you did, babe. Mm-hmm. You were very good at sales by the end of your time there. Well, I think it's going to segue right into what Eddie is here for tonight, and that is to talk about um, learning your trade and never giving up. So, Eddie, tell us a little bit about your family. And you, and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with with me and my family as, as a first immigrant. So we came here. At, uh, my parents were immigrants, of course. They did From where? Guatemala. Okay. And then who, so do you have siblings? Yes. Okay. I have uh, two brothers. I'm the oldest in the family. Okay. So growing up, there's more responsibility in my for me, yeah, the oldest. I think that's pretty safe amongst any culture. Yeah, is the oldest has absolutely. the most responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I went to Bellevue University for arts and uh, business. Okay. And then I went to of course to Metro. But even through that, like the whole journey, there was different. There was uh, there was a lot of expectations mm-hmm. for me to be. Where I'm at today. Sure. So honestly, I, like when I grew up, I I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but on but life called upon me as sales. So I grew up in sales for nine years. I did sales for nine years. 
Well, so, okay, when when I met you yep. at car sales, mm-hmm. prior to that, you had been with a cell phone company. Yeah, absolutely. And so you were a manager. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at that point, you were in your 20s, because this was like six, seven, eight years ago. Right. Right. right, right, right. So you had been in sales in your 20s, and then toward the end of your 20s. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Like, the, the beginning of my 20s, towards the end of the 20s, and then I did uh, the dealership mm-hmm. and that's when everything changed you know of course when you're when you're that age you make money and stuff like that <laughs> but then i took a chance where i'm at right now i took a chance in the firm so mm-hmm. right now i'm working for uh, td ameritrade or charles schwab mm-hmm. i took a big chance i took the opportunity and i enjoy it right now especially with what i do right now my side hustle i do stocks trading options and everything yeah. So that's kind of And you're bilingual. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and from the time that I met you, mm-hmm. you know, I give you a lot of props and kudos to learning all that because I think you learned that all on your own and you gave me a lot of knowledge on crypto. Did I? That, <laughs> babe, I'm sorry, but you didn't. <laughs> no, but didn't I give you a lot of knowledge at the dealership? No. Uh, no, okay. I, I, I think I turned that around. So I gave you a lot of knowledge. Or is that no? Did you yeah. give me a lot of knowledge? I thought I did. What'd you give me knowledge about though? Cars. Cars? Did you know a lot about cars? Because I thought you said that you just had that you were at the dealership because the only car that you were driving is your car. Well, I, and and I the only and the only thing that you knew about is your car. I learned really quickly. You learned really quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, not about middle initials. <laughs> you pushed a deal over to me, and I'm like. I had to tell you like seven times. Well, they were from Iowa. <laughs> That's the only time it mattered. You had, anyway. to put, you had to put the full middle name for I Iowa. I know, whatever. But, but anyway, okay, so we, had a, we had a little tidfit over that. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, Eddie learned a lot about you know investments, crypto. Because crypto was popular at the time that I think I met Eddie. Or is that later in time? Yeah. yeah. At the time. A little bit. Mm-hmm. It was probably a little bit later from when I first met you. Right. Was it 19? 2019, maybe it came popular? Yeah, absolutely. And so he studied a lot, did a lot of YouTube videos, did a lot of uh, research about doing that. And so he learned a lot on his own. So a lot of kudos to him to doing that and teaching me a lot about that. Um, And then I got into crypto at the same time. But right now, is crypto dead, Eddie? I don't think it's dead. I think crypto is still alive. It's just a lot of people are just scared because it's, it's a different... It's a different aspect the way you look at it it's more like is it probably the time to buy right now i think it is more time to buy like honestly like like a few days ago i bought more because i think that fear is what holding people back from it and when it comes to crypto it's more like the people have more control than anything but a lot of people don't know that Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are scared of it yeah because and you can never be scared you always have to have confidence like if you're believing it, and and I seen it, like I I, I seen it when crypto went to sixty thousand, then it went back to nine thousand, and then it went to sixty four thousand. Now it's at fifteen thousand. And maybe there's, at sixteen thousand now, right? Right, sixty thousand. And there's opportunities. Like people are just afraid, and and that's the thing. Like fear holds people back. And you have but to have if, no fear. No, absolutely. More it's, risk, it's, more it's return. Not, it's not not enough fear, but like it it just depends. Like. What are you willing to put into? Mm-hmm. 
in anything you put in life, like in general, it doesn't have to be crypto. It, it could be like in stock. I mean, look, you look at crypto right now. It fell, right? Yeah. But look at the stocks. It fell, right? Yeah. People are losing 401ks, right? Mm-hmm. Roth IRAs. People are losing money. Mm-hmm. But they're scared to invest in it. This is literally the best moment in life. When things are scary, that's when you want to invest in. Because when stocks are down or, or, or crypto are down right now, that's when you want to invest money. Because when the next thing you know, like, okay, like look at Tesla. Tesla was at 166. Now it's at 187 in a day. That's huge. Yeah, and, and you do your research and you know Absolutely. that stuff. Absolutely. Excellent. And when you got out when you got out of the dealership and you got out of Lexus, yeah. You know, tell us what you did after that. Tell us what you got into. Yeah, absolutely. So when I left the Lexus, I did uh, day trading for nine months. And I did my research, obviously. Like, whatever comes up wants to come down. What comes down wants to go up. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how much work you put into it. Everything that I learned about my uh, day trading for nine months is I learned it all on YouTube. I learned it all at Golden Barnes and Nobles. I read books. I bought books. And I read everything. That's how I made money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm using that education into Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade. I'm like, I'm registered right now as a firm and I'm making money for the firm and I'm making money for myself because I love doing what I do. Mm-hmm. And you recently got promoted? I think I got promoted. Well, it, it, yeah, it's more, of a, it is a promotion because I filled the SIE. And then after I filled ASIE, I had an option to either one, quit the job or continue the job and find a different job. But the job that I have right now, it, honestly, it, it feels like it's, it. I, I feel like I got lucky, but at the same time, it's because of, of my experience, mm-hmm. you know, my, my confidence in the work, the knowledge that I put into my work. Your work ethic. Exactly. My work, work ethics. Work hard. So when I took the SIE, I worked 80 hours a week for the last two weeks. Well, other people were working 45 hours. I put double the work. And, and that's, that's the reason they got promoted, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that tells you that you just keep on working hard, keep on going through. You never see you can't do something. You know, you, no. like you said, you you didn't pass the SIE, right? SIE. Absolutely. And so when you continue to do that, when you continue to pursue that, you don't quit. If you fail the, a test, you keep on moving forward. Absolutely. Like if... If the odds are stuck against you, don't give up. No, exactly. Keep pushing. And that's what's one thing part of a podcast is don't give up. You don't give up. You keep pushing. Even though the odds are, are not in your favor, you just push and you keep continuing. And and it, every every time I said, like, if in my group of friends, if the people say, hey, you know, it's stupid to do this or it's stupid to keep continuing because you fell. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Push them away. Like, so, like, like, yeah, there's there's a couple things um, that come to mind as you're mm-hmm. talking. And um, one of them is, you know, never give up. Mm-hmm. Second thing is no one to quit. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a difference um, because when you keep pushing forward and you know that you're not supposed to give up. Right. There's right. there's a saying that I learned um, way back when from one of my mentors that was um, those who are willing to do what others are not will have what others don't. Exactly. And so um, when you're passionate about something and you know that you're capable of it and it's That's just a good point, babe. It is a good point. Passion. 
Yeah. We have passion for something. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. when you know that you're capable of something and it's just not the time, um, that's another kind of saying that always has stuck in my mind is um, delay is not denial. It, it isn't. And so, you know, there there's delays for good reason, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's either something more to learn, there's a skill to hone, or there's just a reason for timing and purpose that, that it hasn't come to fruition. And so when you follow those guidelines, and maybe they're just little sayings, but when you follow those, you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And the second thing to that is that, you know, we we talk a lot about mentorship. Um, you know, I think the three of us are really lucky for the mentors that we've had in our lives. For sure. Mm-hmm. Whether that be from sports, like Nate, you know, growing up in, in a sports arena where he had good mentors. And also including your childhood, who you grew up with. For your, sure. Your parents. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's your friends. Maybe it, it's it a teacher It all started somewhere. It and, did. And then it continued. Yes. So, I mean, you talked specifically about how your parents and like your physical therapist were yep. very mentoring toward you. Eddie, I know you've talked about, um, you know, your boss being a mentor mm-hmm. and I've had great mentors in my life too. And mentors, you know, they, they show up when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Like it's when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Absolutely. And so you have to position yourself to be in a place where you're, you're ready, willing, and able to learn. And then the right people will come along to teach you. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. I mean, you have to be ready to learn. You have to want to learn. You have to learn to want to work. You, yeah. It, if you have a boss, they, if they make you want to work, or not make you want to work, but if they make inspire you, you inspire you, if they make you want to work for them and they're happy working with them, they're going to give you their 100%. So if, if you have a good mentor, if you have a good boss – you're going to get your employees to work 100%. They're going to give you your 100, their 100% to be successful. They're going to give you 100% of effort toward get, making your business successful. Mm-hmm. And Eddie, you can speak more about who mentored you, who brought you successful, who brought you to succeed, and who brought you to, brought you to never give up mentality. Well, I mean, I, I can talk about that, but there's a quote that I, uh, I listened to recently, and it's a beautiful quote. So there's a there's a horse and there's a kid, right? They're walking in the woods, and the kid's like, "Hey, I can't look at my, uh, I can't look at my, my future. I can't look at my next steps." And the horse says, "But can you look at your next step?" Mm-hmm. And the kid says, "Yeah, I can look at my step. My, like, I can look at my first step." And the horse says, "Well, focus on that step, and then focus on the rest." And that's on the child's book. And that's one why step I, at a time. Yeah, exactly. Like one step at a time. You can't, you can't like when, when things are looking hard or when things are difficult, you just, you can't think about like the future. You got to think about what's in front of you. You make the best out of it. You, you that's, that's when everything that you studied or everything you work for, you focus and you make the best out of it. Like sure. even when I was in car sales, like, I was in a situation where things were difficult, but I was mm-hmm. like, okay, how do I make it easier for me? Figure it out, right? I figured it out. I made the best out of it. Even though my mentors weren't there for me, I still made the best out of it. 
So, I mean, you mentioned you failed your test, right? Yeah, I mean, you failed a really hard test that very few mm-hmm. people yeah. pass successfully the first, second, third, maybe even fifth time. Yeah. And so you failed the test, which is not an indication of anything that has to do with your talent, ability, or intelligence. No. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a standardized test. That's very hard, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, there's two things that I would, that I would ask you, um, what does the next year look like for you knowing that you have this kind of monkey on your back, so to speak of you've got to pass this test. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there right now that are questioning what, what's next for me if I, if I have something on my back that I can't get rid of, right? So that that's a two-part question is right. you've got this test that you have to complete. What does next year look like for you? Mm-hmm. And then if you're to kind of go back to your 25-year-old self because you're 30, and I like to look at life in five-year increments, um, what Back, would you backwards? What, yeah. What would you tell your 25 year old self? Because we, we live life backwards, but we understand it forward. I'm, I'm past 25, babe. Okay. Well, that's more than five years but, for me. Okay. That's yes. a sad thing to think about, but it is. <laughs> well, I'm like damn near old enough to be his mother. So <laughs> let's not even talk about our age, but I like to live life in five year increments. Mm-hmm. I like to go back five years and say, what would I tell myself five years ago? And I like to look at things like, who do I want to be in five years? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, so in five years, if if I would have told myself five years, it's it's uh, to take more chances, to take more risk, because I believe that in your twenties, risk equals return. Well, n- not that, but I think in your twenties, that's when you got to make more risk. That's when you got to make chances, because, and the reason why I say that is because as a human being, our minds are there to protect ourselves from taking a risk mm-hmm. because and I, w- I would agree with you to an extent and i would even say in my 40s mm-hmm. take a risk no and, and i agree with that but in the 20s that's when you learn the lessons and and, and the thing about it, the reason why i say that because in your 20s when you fail at, a, at something people think failure that's that's it no no really honestly failure that's not it. One of the famous quotes. You, Michael Jordan. Right. I can fail, fail, fail so many times. I failed 10,000 times. But every time I fail, it makes me more successful. Absolutely. And the thing that when I ask people like, hey, like, what is failure for you? The average question I hear from failure is like, I just try something else. No. When I, the way I say it is when I fail at something. Keep going. I keep pushing myself. And the reason why I keep pushing myself because I love failure more than I love my success. And the reason why I love failure is because when I when I fail at something is because I tried, and I did something that I was not willing to do at the first time. But I gain knowledge. Mm-hmm. Failure is not bad. It's it not, really is not. And that bad. is a very good point. It really is. Failure is never bad because you gain something from exactly. failure. Exactly. You gain knowledge. You know what to experience because the second time you do it, you know what to expect. But people are afraid of failure. People are afraid of taking second chances in life. I'm not. That's why I failed. There's a reason why I gave up my other job. Because of what I love doing. Mm-hmm. I love stocks. I love the firm. I love what I do. And I fell. I felt it first. 
Okay, no big well, deal. Well, you failed the test. I, I mean, let's test. be honest. Like, yeah, I, I failed, failed chemistry, and, and then, I'm fine. And then, yeah. again, you got you got promoted. Yeah, and I failed the test. I got, I feel like shit. Because of your work ethic, you you, yeah. you want to get more. You want to do more. Absolutely. But when I felt, I'm not going to lie, I cried. I felt sad because my other teammates pushed and went before that. But then the next thing you know, they're like, oh, yeah, that's hard. But I got a different opportunity. I got a second chance to be in that firm, and they're willing to pay for my test. I'm, I have a second chance, but I got a second chance at work. And because you worked at that second exactly, chance. Exactly, because I, I pushed the hours. I worked more hours than any other person in that career. And when you say you worked, I mean you studied the business. I, I studied the business. I studied 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I went in there Saturday and Sunday, and I studied it. That's the that's the difference between me and any other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason why I got this job is because of that reason. And I told him, hey, if you give me this opportunity, I will work whatever hours you want. I'll put all my knowledge and benefits to this job. And that is the reason why I got it. And I'm, yeah. honestly, I'm surprised I even got this job. <laughs> but you can't be surprised because you're worth I think, the way you wanted it, the way you weren't afraid to take it. Yeah. And, 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 and you here, weren't afraid after you failed your test to keep going. No. And here's the thing. The reason why I'm being honest with this job is because, one, first, I don't have a college degree. This job required a college degree. Yeah. I got no banking and experience. You overrode you that. Exactly. I get no banking experience, but they love the interview. They yeah. love the confidence that I had. I told them. The, the they, willingness, they, exactly, right? The willingness. And, and he just pounded on the counter. I have confidence. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what it was. And and the, the reason why I think I got this job, because they told me, what is your weakness and how did you make it better? And I told them my weakness was because I knew I was going to fail this test but I doubled my hours. Instead so, of 40 hours, I went to 80 hours. So your weakness was your strength. Exactly. You turned a weakness into a strength. Exactly. And it that's the reason says. when I was offered yep. this hour. And and I went back and I looked at that, the description of this work. And I, and I was pretty surprised. And I was like, how did I even get this job? Mm-hmm. But they liked what they heard. I get the confidence, and even and and I even told them when I got this job, if you hire me, I will work harder than any associate in this job. Mm-hmm. I will put in the hours if you want me to work overtime. And that's the reason you got I, it exactly. And could you could you go over because I know you mentioned a little bit about who helped you throughout when you got the dealership job and who helped you through that and and you can name drop if you want and. Just who helped you through that and helped you pursue as a leader going through that? Yeah. So um, before getting this job, I I um, I got a major J Hunter. <laughs> J J Hunter. Jay that's, Hunter. A, that's, a, that's a name drop. That's a name drop. You know he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like, "That's my homie." And that's my homie. <laughs> so and, and the reason why I drape and every honestly every job. And every interview, when people ask me, like, who was your mentor? I always men- mention Jay Hunter. The reason why I mentioned him, because he was not the guy that said, hey, you did a good job. He was the guy that said, okay, you did great. How can you do better? Yeah. He was that guy. And I can relate to everything like that. He could be critical, but critical in the right Ex- way. Exactly. But in addition to that, I met you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of this job. And we're hanging out right now. This is like, what, five, six years from now? Yeah. 
Yeah. 2018. Yeah. I mean, I'm like so much older. <laughs> but the fact is, we're all fun, all like the same things going together, like having fun. Yeah. yeah. We're having fun. We're hanging out. We're still keeping touch. Yeah. Like even even my like my last class, 98 percent. I don't even keep in touch. 98% is like, oh, yeah, this guy felt. He fucked up. Fuck him. <laughs> and then... F'd him. Yeah. No, honestly. Kids, cover your ears. <laughs> well, I really hope that no one's listening to Tits and Tires so, that's like under the age of 17, but whatever. Eddie, say that in Spanish. Chingando ellos. <laughs> but, and, and the reason why I say that, because on December 5th, they're going to see me back in the office, and they're going to be like, I thought he quit or I thought he got fired. Right. But they don't know that. None of them know that. They're like, oh, I'm still here. I'm still here. No. And that's why I didn't tell them. Because I'm going to make my... I'd rather have my action speech for my words. Okay, so but, I... But, feel- but, but let's go back. To what? Actions before words. Like, what did we think of Eddie before? Well... We'll get there, but okay. (laughs) We're like he's a little punk ass kid who has an ego. Yeah, he's like he's like yeah he has this ego on top of the clouds like whatever, and he's just like this little guy like who is it? Who is this guy? (laughs) Okay, so I I kind of feel like the story you just told is something you would say to your five year ago self Mm -hmm. like don't give up. Failure is part of your success. Mm -hmm. Um. Keep moving. You don't know what's next, right? Absolutely. I mean, and I, I think that that's, I think that that's good advice for anybody. Um, I think there's a lot of people contemplating starting something new mm-hmm. at any phase of their life, and it doesn't matter if you're young in your twenties or your thirties or your forties or your fifties or even your sixties. No, I mean, it's not. There's never, never, there's never a wrong too time. late or too mm-hmm. young to reinvent yourself and Absolutely. to keep going to something. Absolutely. So I would ask you what, what's next for you? Like, what do you see in the next year to five? Um, for, for me in the next year is, um, is moving up. In my job right now at the firm, because I see myself being a, a, a big reason in the firm, like moving up in the option, options or the banking organization where my job is. Okay. But at the same time, it's taking more risk and what I love doing, and that's day trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love it. And that's definitely risky. And, and it is risky. And I took risk. Like, I literally quit. Wait, did you say day drinking or day trading? Day trading. Okay, because I'm only okay, familiar with both. Maybe, like, maybe both. Maybe both. But- I'm more familiar with day drinking than day trading. So Right now, we're night drinking during the podcast, so it's okay. Shout out to my girlfriends. Yeah, exactly. Your yeah. girlfriends? Yeah. Who's that? But <laughs> friends that like to day drink. <laughs> yeah. But I, I honestly, I, I quit my job. Uh, making seventy, eighty thousand dollars to day trade yeah. for nine to twelve months, mm-hmm. and honestly, I got bored because I got used to talking to people. That's the reason why I'm at the firm right now, and I'm doing a great job right now at the firm, and I'm doing what I love doing. I can day trade and work yep. at the firm and make money for the firm. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like even though like I had this year was the toughest year of my life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. They think it's easy. Like, even right now, I, I'm having chats like, oh, you're, you look, it looks like you're having a great time. I am, but, like, you don't know what happened. 
Well, you know, here's the funny thing about social media. Most people don't post the crap. They, they post don't. they post the highlight reel. Exactly. And that's okay. Like, but we all have to know that when we see everybody looking happy and content and joyful and having the best time of their life, mm-hmm. that there is a story that that yeah. nobody is exempt from having hardships. No. So, I mean, I'm an advocate of put the positive on social media. Like, I don't like to air dirty laundry or put things on there that bring people down. Mm-hmm. But um, then again, you're not going to post anything that is just positivity when it's not positivity for three-fourths of the time. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with the person I'm with. I'm not happy all the time doing this and post something about it and be fake about it and then later on get away from it. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying most people post their highlight reels. So, And that's right. And some people are miserable even that time, that second that they're happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. You're posting happy moments. Yeah. And that's all. And that that's it. But like at the same time is and uh I'm a big Elon Musk fan and there's a quote and there's a saying where he's like a lot of people seem happy in social media, but in reality they're not. Mm-hmm. And that's a true fact. It is when you, very true. Because when you put your effort into work or in your on your goals, I hate to call it dreams. I replace dreams with with goals because I think dreams is just like a fantasy, but but when you're playing, when you replace dreams and goals, there's steps to become, to make it to reality. Yeah. That's just the way I grew up. I think you have to dream first to have a goal. Exactly. But it, but at the same time, it's like a dream is just, it's, it's, it's an afterthought. It's an or, afterthought. Or it's a pre-thought. Pre-thought, but people don't go off it because they're just afraid and they're scared. But if you call it a goal, then you become, then it becomes an There's action. There's like measurable tactics, exactly. right? You yeah, over, exactly. Overcome your fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't do that because they're just scared. Yeah, they're afraid to take chances. And, and if I don't know the way the way I grew up and the way the way I taught myself is, if you live a normal life or if you live a natural life, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Honestly, that's, Can, fucking that's stupid. great you, advice. You Eddie. gotta say that. You gotta say that in Spanish, bro. <laughs> stupid though. It's like honestly, even even English. <laughs> if you don't understand it in English, then fuck you. Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so um, just, since we are on the eve of Thanksgiving, there's yeah. there's a couple things I want to. What? Let's talk about online dating. Oh. Well, we need. To- oh, and there goes okay. Eddie. Just shied away. I'm like, Eddie just shied away. we we do have two away. things we need to wrap up this podcast with. Um, a, we need to wrap it up with what we're grateful, thankful for for yeah. Thanksgiving. Hmm. B, we're gonna have some rapid fire questions for Eddie. But, <laughs> but we, before that, yeah. So in in true um, mm-hmm. friend fashion. Uh, one of the things that I helped both of you with during... Oh, my- yeah, both of me? Oh, yeah. I ended not up with both, you. Not both of you. I ended up with you, babe. Right, but before you were with me, um, I used to help you and Eddie like with your Tinder dating. and Swiper, know, no swiping. Yeah, so that was kind of funny um, for me. Cause is I was is like, that correct? Is it swiper, no I swiping? I don't know. I've never been on... Those was there of, a cartoon like Swiper No Swiping? That's in Dora the Explorer. 
Okay. It's a fox. <laughs> is it a fox? Well, wow. So I don't. We know have, it's a fox. I don't have much. Um, I don't know knowledge on on that side, nor do I have much information on um, dating She's on lying. like application dating. Um, so what I would say is, I, I hoped both of you like on your Tinder, mm-hmm. Bumble sites, whatever they were. Um, so Eddie, you hope you, what? You helped. Oh, helped. helped. I'm like, you didn't hope anything of me because I mean, we ended up together, so you didn't hope anything. So, Eddie, mm-hmm. um, are you dating? Uh, at the moment, no. Why not? Well, the reason why I'm not dating is because I want to focus on myself and my new career. So you're kind of dating yourself at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So what does that look like? Uh, I mean, pretty badass. I mean, <laughs> I take myself out to eat. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Drinks. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And there's nothing afraid of that. And I love reading books, so I go to like the bookstore stories. Yeah. Like, so like you, Ed, just, you guys, Eddie's not a nerd. He's a cool guy. A I can say something nerd, else, but cool it's a guy, podcast. lame guy. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Like, you, if you think I'm cool, that's cool. If you think I'm lame, that's cool. At the same time, <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing what like, I love goodbye. Doing. But like, the point is, is like you are comfortable yeah, with yourself, absolutely, and you built confidence by mm-hmm. going to places by yourself for yourself, mm-hmm. um, being comfortable in the presence of just you mm-hmm. like at a dinner or coffee yeah. or wine alone mm-hmm. and there's something to be said for that right i think mm-hmm. so many people feel like i need someone when really they just need to be comfortable with themselves first right, right. so that's, yeah exactly that's i mean that's how you always got to do it. You, you always have to make yourself happy before you can make somebody else happy true and if you're miserable, how are you supposed to make somebody else happy if you're miserable? Right. Well, I mean, at, what what I told, like, if you're, think about it like dating yourself. Like, every Sunday, I take myself out to eat, like, a Charleston's or Hedero or, or somewhere. Yeah, you're somewhere satisfying nice. yourself. Yeah, I'm satisfying myself because I put the effort in the work. Which I love that. Absolutely. You're rewarding yourself. Like, Everybody if, reward yourself if you if, do something well. Absolutely. Like, if you're afraid to ask someone out, why be afraid to ask yourself out? Yeah. Why? Like, there, like there shouldn't be a difference between asking yourself out. If you can ask yourself out, if you can walk on yourself, you know who you are, you understand yourself, and the next thing you know, you're asking someone else out, you know that experience. Well, there's you know something really empowering about just being in a restaurant or a coffee shop or a bar by yourself having a a meal or a drink or something you know yeah. like it just it's being comfortable in your own space right without the presence of somebody else and um, cuz a lot of me a lot of people would judge yeah, but, for sure. If, if people but, around you, they would say, "Oh yeah, what a loser," or they no, would say, but, "What is this?" Or he's, "Oh, he's a loner." Or they feel he's, sorry. For he has them. no. He has no friends. No, he, okay. But there's nothing wrong. With, if you have no fear of doing that, you're making yourself happy. You're here, rewarding here, yourself. You move forward. Here's the thing. Like when I when I first went out on my own to the coffee shop, the my first mentality was like, "Okay, I, what do people think about me?" After the third the third time I went out, I was like. Who cares what people think about me? If people think I'm a loser, okay, am I going to see them again? Who cares? No. Right? No. Maybe not. Who cares? 
I'm think... here. I'm here for myself. I'm here to do my work. I'm here to take myself out. If I see him, okay, I'm gonna live. If I don't see him, I'm gonna live. Either way, I'm gonna have a good time because I took myself out instead of taking somewhere else that someone, some other person that I didn't know or didn't believe in. You have that confidence. Exactly. I would venture to think that probably most people are envious of those that they see sitting alone. That they look at like, gosh, I could never do that. I could never no. go out to eat by myself. I could you, never sit and have a cup of coffee and just enjoy my own company, right? Just have the confidence. Like yeah. honestly, if 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 you're if you're nervous about Love yourself. Well, yeah, love yourself, but if you're nervous about going on your first time in your life, take that small step, man. Like go out with a friend. Second, go out where dude, you got the internet. It'll tell you where where things are busy and where things are not busy. Go somewhere where it's not busy. Take yourself out. And once you build a confidence, go out where somewhere is more like stories, for example. I go to right. stories. I go there on my own. If people look at me like, hey, this guy is alone. He's he's a loser. All right, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go there. <laughs> but you know, it's Spanish, Spanish. Is, is so many people go there by themselves. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's becoming more of a comfort. Exactly. Like I go there, not only there, but like I go anywhere. I go to Barnes and Noble. I wear a suit and I go buy a book and I read the book and Barnes and Noble and buy coffee. Yeah. Because I love it because that's who I am. Once you build that relationship between yourself, there's limitless opportunities you can do in life. Be happy before you make yourself happy. Exactly. You can build happiness. Have that confidence in yourself. Take chances. There's so many. Like, stop being afraid. Who cares? Like, and I even told my brother, like, stop being afraid. If people make fun of you, okay, big deal. Are you going to see them again? Are they your friends? No. Who cares? F them. Move on. Do what you love to do. Yeah. Right. Like my little, honestly, like my little brother, like I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I give my, my little brother like a rose or like my gold card. He's got a 750 credit score right now. Wow. That's awesome. Cause I gave him my credit card. Yeah. And all his friends like, how'd you get that card? Why can't I get that card? You co-signed. Exactly. Okay. I but he's co-signed, authorized signers. One of those. Yeah. yeah he took like, he's responsible. Yeah. Whatever. Bankers, whatever. I'm a banker. But, but he's responsible. Will somebody co-sign for me? <laughs> exactly. But no one in my family, no one else in my family, I'm the first generation that has that card. Me. Right. But my little brother has it, and he's only 18 right. years old. Because you helped him get that. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. he has and, it. And it's all about when you're young, build up that credit. Exactly. Okay. And now he's not scared about doing the card or like presenting that card. Right. He built the confidence. Right. Just don't be scared. At the end of the day, everybody, just have confidence in yourself. No matter what, don't let anybody judge you. Don't think anybody will judge you. Don't care about whoever wants to judge you. Have confidence in yourself and move forward. All right. So next podcast will be about the female perspective of not having confidence and how to overcome that. Okay. So um, That's a little disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. So um, we've got a few minutes left. Um, There's two things I want to do. Because we're on the eve of Thanksgiving. I want to find out what you guys are most grateful for right now. And knowing that it's just, it's been a hard year. 
It's been a hard year mm. for a lot of people. Yes. Um, there's still good in even Always. really tough times, really, really tough times. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of, a lot of hardship going on. So I want to know what you're grateful for. And then we're going to do some five rapid fire questions for Eddie. So Nate, what are you? We can't let you off easy. What are you most grateful for? The, my supporting group, my supporting family, the family that I have, um, the friends I have. Um, this year was probably the hardest year of my life. Um, from when I was born to now, um, lost my father, uh, my fiance to the right next to me has been very supportive throughout the whole time. I have great friends that have reached out to me. And I'm very thankful for the life I have, even though I don't care that I'm in a wheelchair. You know, I still have life. I still enjoy life. So that's what I'm thankful for. And that I'm thankful for I get to be able to spend time with my family tomorrow. The family that I have and enjoy a nice lunch and enjoy uh, Thanksgiving also with my fiance's family uh, on Friday day after Thanksgiving. And... Just enjoy enjoy time. You know, you gotta enjoy life. You gotta love life. And like I said, even though that I'm in a wheelchair, I have that disability, but ability, um, I gotta be thankful for the life I have. Hmm. Eddie, so what are you most thankful for? Well, I'm thankful for uh, even though this was a tough year, I'm thankful for the family I have. Honestly, I'm thankful for you guys. Like likewise, you guys were like. Uh, I've known you guys for like five, six years, and you guys were always there. Yeah. Good or bad times. So yeah. I'm grateful for that. We, we didn't like <laughs> each other for like, <laughs> but, <laughs> like we got mad at each other. But for any, like, that we're here we're here for each it's other. It's okay. Nate and I got uh, mad at each other, too, and we're, now we're going to get married. <laughs> absolutely. We're, we're here for each other anytime but, a hard time happens. Absolutely. You know? But we've been here for each other all the time, so for I'm sure. grateful for that. Like, Friendships. That's the best thing in life. It for me, it's hard to make friends or like have you open, keep, uh, keep that circle exactly. Tight. My circle is small, and there's a reason why exactly. I hate making my circle bigger than what it is. So, I'm really grateful for you guys. Yeah, I'm grateful for my family, and I'm just, I'm just grateful to be alive because mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Agreed. And we're not letting my fiance over here to the left of me. Oh, uh, off too easy. I've what are you thankful for? Um, honestly, I am thankful for just like hope. Um, I I think a lot of people this year have struggled. I think there's been a lot mm. of turmoil. I think there's been a lot of um, challenges as far as loss and illness and sickness. I think there's been. A lot of pivotal moments where people are questioning um, their career, their relationships, their faith. I mean, there's just been a lot of turmoil and hardship. And I would say I'm thankful from a place of faith that that I have hope. Um, Hope is big. It is big. And, And, you know, that comes from a place of like, things aren't perfect. Things are not even great, but there's still great to come. And even in the past year where we've all had a lot of things happen that were terrible, um, we can look back and we can find some really, really good memories. And so, see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And so my my thankfulness is just for the hope and the promise of what's to come. Um, 
So, Eddie, we're going to rapid fire five questions yes, at you. Yes, because we're not going to let Eddie off. Nate Easy. is going to start. Well, what are you showing me there, Eddie? Um, yes. Uh-huh. We won't bring that up in the podcast, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, so he Googled something. I don't know what we're looking at, but we'll look at it later. Yes, we will. Okay. But uh, okay. So for five, the five, question, five yeah. questions, yeah. if I could do math right. No, that's not it. Like, But I mean, if I could do math right, oh, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just count, make sure I do, do yeah. six, seven, my, eight, nine questions. Yeah, I'm going to count on my fingers for you. Do you want to start or do you want me to? I'll start. Okay. I think you asked. So if... Mm-hmm. You had the most amazing car you wanted to ever have. Mm-hmm. What would that be? Uh, Nissan GTR. Nissan GTR. Why? Why? Why Nissan GTR? Because it's a classic, and uh, I'm a big fan of Paul Walker. So, oh, Paul Walker. Oh, mm-hmm. Fast okay. and Furious. Fast and mm-hmm. the Furious. Exactly. You know what they always say at the end of the movie. No, he, he he died. Oh, good God! I mean, well, I, I mean, say, not, he didn't say that in the movie, but <laughs> the way he died, he yeah. died with speed, and that's what he loved. Yeah. Um. Well, there's a lot of happy women in heaven. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Okay. There's a lot of happy women in heaven. Apparently, okay. he went up there, and a lot of happy, a lot of happy women up there. There's a lot of happy women. Life happens. Yeah. Okay. So, second question is: If you could be any animal, what would it be? Uh, I think I'd be uh, a lion, king a of lion? the jungle. King of the jungle. Because it's the king of the jungle. Is there any other reasons? Well, I mean, king of the jungle, you don't take shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. And on the earlier podcast, I said I would I'd be a bird because I could shit on anybody exactly. that I wanted. I said I'd be a little porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would you be a porcupine? Because nobody's going to try to eat me with spikes. <laughs> okay. So No predators. No, no. No, they'd have to give me a... Yeah. Nope. Nope. I would be a porcupine. Okay. Okay. So third question. So, mm-hmm. on your earliest childhood, when you started thinking about this... What would be your dream job? Uh, I would have... Uh, honestly, it would have been like an astronaut. An That's a- cool. An astronaut? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it be an astronaut? Because even even though when I was young, I always liked like the lunar e- eclipse. I always loved space. And then the older I grew, I loved SpaceX, Elon Musk, and everything. He does That's kind of fascinating. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. I mean... That is. That's it's cool. very interesting. Space is very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, even now I love it. Especially a uh, month ago, I took my first uh, trip, like camping. I took my first camping trip, and it was like all stars, and it was amazing. Like hmm. that kind of stuff is yeah, amazing. It was beautiful. But I don't even like to fly from like Omaha to Chicago. So like for me, yeah, to if think about any going kind of, in like a rocket ship. If there's ship. any kind of bumps at all or bridges, <laughs> yeah, she's uh, out. We yeah. had a little bit of atmosphere once, but it was a it was amazing. That's if, awesome. If, you know, like if I die, I die. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool though. Yeah. Like I mean, truly, like yeah. space. It's okay. Good. What's the next question you have, babe? I forgot what I was gonna say. You we free. were talking about such great things. I <laughs> forgot. Um, let's see. What's your What's your drink of choice? What's like your go to drink? Uh, I would say that uh, my drink of choice would be like an old fashioned or like a scotch. Mine too. Something chill. Like chill. once you're done out of the office, like a scotch. Like, but I mean, is chill maybe 
after one, but after two, uh, I don't know. I mean, like my first one, like a scotch or an old fashioned, that's fine with me. Like I, I, I. Any, I'm like, like chilled at the point where I'm ready for nine night. Nine night. <laughs> okay. Like, first, am, I, am I five? Yeah. But he first, you'll be like an old fashioned, but like uh, maybe an IPA to finish the night. Ah. Nothing too crazy. Like I'm yeah. not. I'm not big into. So get drinks. the get the buzz going yeah. on first. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then the what's your I- favorite IPA? Uh, I would say. Uh, Fairy nectar. Okay. Yeah, cool. It's, Cross strength. Neutral. Yeah. yeah. Fairy nectar was yeah. not good to me, but so, anyway. I, I went to school with um, Bob Cross, who's mm. part of Cross Strain, and it, that's a great brewery. Yeah. Like, Bob Cross, proud. Cross Strain, yeah, yeah, kind of goes yeah. together. Yeah, it does. I'm super proud of them. They've done awesome <laughs> things. Well, yeah, he's part one so, of the duo. Eddie, mm-hmm. last question. What is it? I'll make it pretty easy. What's your dream vacation? Um, I don't really have a dream. I call it more of a goal. If it was a goal, is to... Um, Visit New York City. New York City? Yeah. Anywhere else? No, because New I, I mean, I visit. How about anything outside the United States? Like overseas? I visit, like, Guatemala, El Salvador. I visit all that. Like, their gener- like their party, their generation. Like, I visit all that. To learn more about your culture, I'm sure. Yeah, but, like, New York City, I just, there was, there was a fear that, would, that held me back. But now, I feel like there, there isn't. I'll probably do that next year, to be honest. That's there awesome. you go. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You do it. Just do it. No. Yes. It's in the plan. And I'll tell Kirk. Because I'm visiting Kirk next year and then I visit New York. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good. Just keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I just want to thank everyone for listening. I know it's been um, a little extended. However. I appreciate you all. We are excited to be back. Um, you will see a little bit more consistency as far as the next guests and episodes. And if there's anything that you would like for us to talk about or any people that you think that we could have on that fit into our categories, comment, please comment, get in touch with us. And we just want to say happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Have a great night. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Everybody be happy. And we're signing off. And we're signing off and you guys have a good night also.